All right, Alexander, let's do another update as to what is going on in Syria with Turkey and with Russia. And uh, I'm convinced that we will soon have some sort of, uh, of a meeting between Erdogan and Assad. I'm sure that's going to happen. But uh, until then, we have more moves being made to, I guess, prepare the, the path forward for an eventual meeting between Erdogan and Assad. What is going on now in Syria? Well, well we've now had a whole swathe of reports coming out of the Middle East, and most specifically from a newspaper called Al-Watan, which is known to be close to the Syrian government and which has good sources within the Syrian government, which says that um, when the Syrian and Turkish defense ministers and intelligence chiefs, they were also there apparently, met in Moscow um, uh, about a week ago in this meeting that was chaired by Shoigu, the Russian defense minister, that an agreement was reached between the Syrians and the Turks that the Turkish military would pull out of Syria completely. It would pull out of places like Idlib, it would pull out of Afrin, all of these areas of northern Syria that the Turks have occupied uh, and have been occupying ever since uh, 2016, that the, Turk, the Turkish military will leave them completely. That will only leave the Kurdish areas as outside Syrian government control, Syrian's government will reoccupy all these places, which the Turkish military is going to vacate. That will only leave the Kurdish areas under uh, out outside Syrian government control, with, of course, the American troops still there. But there's apparently an agreement between the Syrians and the Turks that they will, from this point on, both consider the Kurds their common enemy, allies of the United States and of Israel, apparently. That's apparently the agreement that's been reached. That's a huge event. That is a diplomatic revolution, to put it mildly. It isn't just a case of Turkey abandoning its regime change war in Syria. It is of Syria and Turkey, in effect, becoming de facto allies not just against the Kurds, but also against the United States and the role it's playing in eastern Syria and in, Kurd, uh, and in Iraq, um, trying to use the Kurds to destabilize both Syria and Iraq and other countries. So, um, as I said, a major diplomatic revolution. Um, one wonders where all this will go. And by the way, whilst I'm on this topic, there was an article in the British media by John Bolton. Remember him? <laughs> um, it's principally about Ukraine, but he again expresses his deep anger about Turkey and the steps Turkey is taking. And he's saying straightforwardly that Turkey must now be expelled from NATO. Yeah, let's not forget that he has a, a think tank, an NGO kind of thing. No, he's yeah, indeed absolutely in the U.S., which is specifically and, and, dedicated to regime change yes. of Erdogan. Like that's the sole purpose absolutely. of the think tank that Bolton runs. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I mean, Erdogan wasn't uh, always uh, looking for regime change in Syria. Once upon no. a time, he was actually friends with uh, yes with Assad. So essentially, we're just going back to how things were before the uh, regime change of Assad was hatched, with the one exception that uh, the U.S., those forces in Syria, 
they're going to be the ones that are now going to be surrounded, essentially. Absolutely, if this holds. Now, I mean, bear in mind that there is going to be a, if this holds, because, of course, uh, Erdogan has elections coming up in June. And, you know, these are difficult elections. I mean, there's been an economic crisis in um, Turkey. Um, But what I'm hearing is that he's been working very hard, not just to repair relations with the Syrians, but also with the Gulf states. He's forging a friendship with MBS. MBS apparently is, you know, got huge amounts of cash because oil prices last year were high and are probably likely to become high again. Apparently, there's a lot of Gulf oil now, uh, Gulf, sorry, money going into Turkey, replenishing Turkish coffers, stabilizing ultimately the Turkish economy in the run up to the um, elections in June. And this uh, deal with Assad is to some extent a part of that. So, you know, all, you know there's, there's, there's all these different interplays of things. But you're quite right. Fundamental difference between the old friendship between Assad and Erdogan and the new friendship, if it ever actually becomes a friendship, between Erdogan and Assad is, first of all, Assad is the one who has survived. So he's going to be in a stronger position vis-a-vis Erdogan than he was in the past. But more importantly, Erdogan and Assad in the future, they're coming together against the common enemy. The common enemy is the United States. And you're quite right. Erdogan did not initially want regime change in Syria. He was talked into it by Barack Obama. He felt very betrayed by Barack Obama when Barack Obama didn't follow through. Erdogan expected that there would be an American bombing campaign against Syria. It never quite materialized. Then eventually Obama said that he was going to do it. Then the Russians stepped in and it didn't happen. And Erdogan was left, you know, hanging out dry. He was very upset and angry about this. Apparently, he feels very bitter towards Obama. He feels very bitter personally towards Biden over this. He feels that the Americans have neglected him. He feels that the Americans quietly backed the coup that was launched against him in 2016. That's a widespread view in Turkey as well. Many people in Turkey feel that Turkey was used in the war in Syria by the United States. And the result is that the relationship between Syria, uh, between the United States and Turkey, is on the brink of collapse. So we'll see what happens if Erdogan wins in June, which I predict he will. Then we are going to see this diplomatic resolu- revolution in the Middle East consolidate, and we're going to start seeing the United States pushed out of the northern Middle East. Yeah, you know, Erdogan, he, uh, he thought that Obama was going to, to deliver the, the regime change that he signed up for. But the Russians were always one step ahead of the Obama White House. Putin always was one step ahead of Obama. And they tried to, to get the no-fly zones. Did it work? Remember the, the whole chemical weapons thing? And, yeah. and the Russians came in and they bailed out uh, Syria there as well. 
Um, and then, of course, the, uh, the moderate, the moderate rebels, which was just another word for another term for uh, well, all sorts of and using them to. Yeah, using them to, to overrun Damascus. And once again, the Russians came in and, and they foiled that. And then instead of, uh, you know, trying to work things out, the, the Obama White House, the neocons, all these people, they just said, you know what? Um, let's just regime change Turkey, if that's the case, and, and that's how we'll solve whatever yeah. whatever yeah. Uh, complaints yeah. Erdogan has. I mean, that was their solution there. So yes, it's know, another quite, it's, quite a history, quite a story. In, in it Syria. is quite a story, and it's another example of you know neocon projects always start strong and end in complete failure, and this is one. Um, what was intended to engineer regime change in Syria has failed. It's resulted in the consolidation of the alliance between Syria and Russia, with the Russians now having a much bigger base in Syria than the one they had before the war began. And it's alienated Turkey. Now, um, and alienated Turkey in a way that I think is going to continue even if Erdogan loses the election in June, which I don't expect. So you know, it, 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 it's a policy it was a policy. It was an attempt to reorganize the Middle East in ways favorable to the United States or ways the neocons judge as favorable to the United States. I don't know how favorable it actually would have been to the United States to have IS in charge in Damascus. That's another story. But the fact is, it failed. It failed completely. It's ended up achieving the reverse of what the neocons intended, or at least it's within a sight of doing so. And one wonders, as I said, what anger and recriminations and discussions are going on in the corridors in Washington in view of all of this. And can I just say once more, the British who were up to their ears in this regime change operation in Syria Again, if you go to the British media, radio silence about this story, almost no coverage about the fact that, you know, the Syrians and the Turks are meeting in Moscow, no, uh, almost total silence about the fact that Assad and Erdogan are going to be meeting soon. Um, it's, again, as if the whole light that had been so focused on Syria. I mean, you can remember, you know, a few years ago, it was the big story. I mean, it was, you know, Putin being harassed. I remember about it when he was traveling in Paris and people standing up in the Russian, in the British parliament saying, you know, we need to break the siege of Aleppo, or rather we need to support the siege of Aleppo. We need to, uh, you know, attack the Syrian air defenses, all that kind of thing. All of that, it's, suddenly being completely switched off and again the only the reason that's happened is because this whole project has ended in such complete failure yeah it's it's gone so badly for the collective west that uh, even saudi arabia is moving over to to the BRICS and china i mean that's how bad this has gone yeah. instead mm -hmm. of regime changing assad What's happened is that the collective West, and specifically the United States, is being moved out yes. of the Middle East completely yes. now. Yes, completely. Yes. It's, 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 this has been a complete disaster for uh, 
for the neocons, for the, for the U.S., for the collective West. And my final point is that anyone that is in doubt about the result that will come in Ukraine just needs to look at Syria. Yes. It took some time, took a lot of patience, a lot of diplomacy, conflict. It was a tough story to cover. But uh, look at where we are now and look at the yes. results for the collective West. The same exact thing, but perhaps magnified 10x is going to happen with, uh, with Ukraine. I, I'm convinced Arguably. we are going to get the same type of result in Ukraine that we are getting in uh, Syria. I, Assad I, I, must go. That, yeah. I completely agree with Remember you. Remember that meme. <laughs> exactly. Bear in mind that the people who gave us Syria are the same people who are giving us Ukraine. I mean, it's the same people, exactly. I mean, it's the same people, you know, stage managed the one and failed, and they're now stage managing the other, and they're going to fail there too. And it's going to be much more uh, yeah. catastrophic for them. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Much more. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the Durant.locals.com. We are on Rockfin as well. And Durant Shop, 10% off. Use the code. Good day. Take care.